Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Vaughn, have you ever seen Rod Stewart in concert? Oh, yeah. What, yeah. Is, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, a long time ago, though, uh, I seem to remember <laughs> the, the details that stick in your mind, Simi. Um, I seem to remember him reading the lyrics, uh, which were written out on a pillar on the set singing. Um, and I, I'm not sure which song it was. Of course, that was in the disco era. Um, and I think Mr. Stewart, like a lot of artists from the disco era, they don't do the disco songs they did anymore. Well, you just played one. So there you go. Well, yeah, that was, to me, the classic Rod Stewart from that era. Yeah. I well, you know, uh, I went away on a leave uh, to uh, Stanford University, uh, and we were still in the depths of the disco era. And when I came back, uh, DJs were smashing disco records on the air because uh, records were still smashable in those days. Uh, we were still Fantastic. in the vinyl era. So there they go. Uh, <laughs> uh, public opinion is so fickle. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so fickle, so true. Uh, let's talk about, though, more announcements. I mean, no shortage of things for us to talk about today because another Sunday and another announcement. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot more to come in light of the news we got just after you and I finished talking on Friday. So on Friday, uh, David Eby had already announced more than a billion dollars worth of promises. And the question was, is it affordable? Well, at nine o'clock on Friday, Finance Minister Selena Robinson came out and said, um, uh, we got about $5.7 billion worth of cash on hand here, uh, at least based on the projection for this year's budget. So the British Columbia budget is in surplus. And um, I mean, I think they're going to spend some of it, but that's an awful lot of money to spend. So I think if, if spending is the issue in short term, Evie's got the money to promise pretty much anything he wants in the short run. Now, in the long run, that might be different. Hmm. Okay. So this means that they have the room to do some of this stuff. Also, what was interesting, Vaughn, on Friday was the complete reversal of the indi- yeah. individualized autism plans. Yeah. That's a really important yes. one because, Simi, the, the Horgan government announced a little over a year ago that it was phasing out individualized funding for children with autism. So these were parents who had gone out, taken government funding that was available, found the right counselors, found the right programs, used the public money to send up a plan, and kids with autism, they in many cases bonded with the the counselors and the people they were working with. And the government announcement was, ah, we're going to phase all this out. We're going to have a one-size-fits-all funding for everybody out there whose kids have autism. And the parents protested immediately, Simi. They've been protesting for months. The Horgan government, oh, claimed to be listening, but really didn't. They had workshops and infuriated these people more and more. As recently as last week, the cabinet minister on this file, Mitzi Dean, was still defending it. Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock, reporters are called into the premier's office. David Eby comes out and says, "Um, the parents were right. We are going to maintain individual funding. Uh, Those people who've gone to the trouble of setting these plans up are going to be able to keep them. And I take that's an important announcement yeah. that some of the stuff EB's done, you know, they were just holding on to it till he became premier. A good example is the BC Hydro uh, credit. But this one, I think this is David Eby uh, stepping in and saying, say, come on, this is BS. We've known it's BS for months. The bureaucrats in the ministry had completely captured 
the minister, Mitzi Dean. And she was elsewhere on Friday. She was not there when the premier announced this. But I think that's a real sign of what we've heard about David Eby, which he is independent-minded and he isn't wedded in terms of loyalty to the things that the Horgan government got wrong. And he's here. There's a new sheriff in town. And that's Mm -hmm. a big announcement he made on Friday. So this is now like two, I think, big signs in the last week that the bureaucracy has gotten from Premier David Eby, right? And that is, I don't, like, you might tell me one thing, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing I'm going to listen to. Uh, Yes, very good point, Simi. And I think it's a message to cabinet ministers, too, you know. There's a, a cabinet shuffle coming on December the 7th. We don't know how big and how sweeping it will be, but... um, you know, Minister, just because you've got some great talking points that you've been standing by for months, because John Horgan delegated it to you and left you alone, don't assume that's the way it's going to be under Premier David Eby. I mean, he is showing very strongly a turn of page. And politically, it all makes sense, right? You know, yeah. you've taken over. Uh, it's clear, Simi, that in the last few months, uh, as Premier John Horgan was checking out, uh, moving on, uh, not as focused as he'd been uh, his first five years as Premier. So it all fits. And of course, it all works politically because, I mean, much as you might want to say, oh, well, they held stuff back to make EB look good. Well, yes, they did. Some of it. And uh, the whole point of a change of leadership is to make the new leader look good. So, you know, it fits the political agenda, but I think the public is going to go about time. Yeah. <laughs> about time they did some of this stuff, right? That that announcement Sunday, Simi, on the, uh, on the foreign doctors, making it easier for them to come here and practice medicine. Well, people have been talking about it for months. David Eby's done something. Yeah, I would argue they've been talking about it for years. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, the the news uh, that you're running today has got, uh, there are still some obstacles to this. Uh, There's federal government obstacles. There's still a lot of bureaucracy, still a lot of paperwork. But it's a step in the right direction. And if there's follow through in the months ahead, then eventually we will have more foreign doctors able to practice medicine here. I was struck by one thing at that announcement on Sunday. You know, in the past, there's been a lot of grumbling, Simi, that the doctors were opposed to this, that they were one of the obstacles. The head of the uh, BCMA, Doctors of BC, was there endorsing it, and she said, hey, I'm a foreign-trained doctor. Uh, I think this is a good idea. I was really struck with the way the doctors themselves seem to have come around on this idea. It's really different. I know we're going to be speaking with doctors of BC coming up in the next hour of the show, too. Uh, I also want to – there's another announcement today. Is that right? Yes, there's an announcement coming today on healthcare training spaces. So, you know, as soon as the deficit was, uh, as soon as the surplus was announced, you started hearing from people, well, okay, so can't they fix the problem with the ERs, the lineup to get it, to get your child in at Children's Hospital? Well, there are problems out there, Simi, that need not just money, but time and training. And that's a good example. You've got an awful lot of healthcare workers off sick. You've got shortages of healthcare workers. They are trying to staff up. But in order to staff up nurses, for example, they need more training spaces. So I think what we're getting today is more training spaces. Uh, and I think, and that's what's got to happen. But it also tells you, Simi, some of these problems are so entrenched and so dug in and have been neglected for so long. 
You can't just snap your fingers, even if you've got $5.7 billion in a projected surplus, and fix them overnight. Right. And where did that surplus come from? Sorry, which? Where did the surplus actually come from? So this is interesting, right? Because, you know, of course there's a suspicion that the government has been sitting on this money. Well, actually, it's most of the money is from two places. One of it is... Uh, delayed income tax from Ottawa. So Ottawa collects corporate and personal income tax for the province. We don't collect our own taxes. Ottawa calculates ahead of time and estimates, but the economy has recovered so quickly they underestimate it. When they get the tax statements in the spring, they work out how much it is and they basically send the money to Victoria. So by then, the budget's already made up, and Victoria got the news. The news this time is, well, it's enormous. It turned a projected deficit of over $5 billion into a projected surplus of over $5 billion. Uh, And that is mostly a result of unexpected payments of personal income taxes, corporate income taxes here in B.C., The B.C. economy recovered a lot faster than people expected. We also had a surge in commodity prices around the world, and that also brought in a huge bump in revenue, oil and gas royalties, uh, timber royalties, and so forth. Okay, so that means that... Um, there could be more to come when it comes to the spending wish list. Yeah, now, you know, I've been covering PC economy for a long time, and it can reverse direction very quickly, too. So they have to hold back some of this. The financial year isn't over. They still have to sign a bunch of contracts in the public sector. Uh, Surprises and shocks can happen the other direction. So I don't think they'll spend all of it. But in general, yes, I think there is more to come. Uh, the way BC accounting works, if there's any money left over in the form of a surplus when the financial year ends on March 31st, you don't get to spend it beyond that date. It goes to paying down the debt. And BC is already making pretty good progress on paying down the debt. So there isn't a huge amount of urgency there. Some debt repayment would be a good idea, but that's still going to leave an awful lot of money left over for David Eby to announce some other spending. Uh, He's got to be creative. He's got to figure out a way to make progress on some of the big problems out there. But I think the answer, yes, is much more to come. All right. Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi.